The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to another edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. It's been a while since I talked to you about this, Percy, but what does that mean? What, what do you do at Cancer Treatment Centers of America? It's a great question I'm asked often. Basically, I am in charge of all external communications with respect to the spiritual services and outreach and focus of Cancer Treatment Centers of America that we provide to patients and their caregivers based upon their request and desire to be spiritually supported. And anyone who talks to you for even a few moments knows that you love your job. I do. I do. I'm grateful. First and foremost, I'm grateful. And again, as I often tell people, it took me a little while to show up for my job. (laughs) And I'm glad that God decided not to give it to anyone else and held it for me. So I'm grateful. And uh, I've had the time and I'm having the time of my life. Isn't it amazing how God builds us for certain things? I mean, he built you for this, I believe. It is absolutely amazing how the construction process of the unique dynamics of human beings that God has constructed for specific and unique works of ministry. And uh, I certainly am one of those individuals. Well, from time to time, we like to uh, take a break from interviewing someone on the program and just kind of pick your brain a little bit about a topic. So can I do that today? Yeah, it's just me and you chatting, my friend. <laughs> okay. We're just having a fireside chat. Well, I don't see any fire. Well, but... <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll pretend that it's warm and cozy. <laughs> okay, very good. Let's talk about salt and light and, and what that means. That's a that's a motif we see in Scripture, isn't it? It is. And and again, it's a it's an allegory It's a, uh, that, that is used in the Word of God that represents uh, two very powerful schools of thought that we're going to try to uh, embark upon and really engage individuals around with regard to the work and the power and the purpose of God of how that can work in us and through us in being salt and light. All right. Before we get into it, though, let me point our listeners to our website right away, because at the website, we always try to provide resources that we think and we know are going to help people because we we hear from you how helpful these are. So this week, we've chosen the resource Ways to Respond to Cancer Patients. And this is so needed because sometimes we just don't know what to do or what to say when someone tells us that they've been diagnosed with cancer. May very well be the number one response or retort that I have heard from cancer patients and individuals around cancer patients of the discombobulation that they experience when told or being or hearing of someone having cancer, just not sure what to do, what to say. And then there's a complete meltdown in some cases. So we've created a document that will help individuals to really begin to be somewhat more comfortable and ways to respond to cancer patients. Some of the things that we're discussing in this downloadable document is uh, ways to respond from your heart. We're not asking anybody to be anything that they aren't. Just be yourself. Just be who you are and what God has placed inside of you. And we have several bullet points that will help give people some starters of points of interest in terms of how to do that from your heart. Uh, Be dependable. Talking about uh, how cancer patients are relying upon individuals to keep their word and be where they say they will be and how that's important to them and uh, how to show your strength, uh, giving yourself grace, 
A lot of people who are supporting cancer patients, Wayne, tend to beat themselves up because of feeling exasperated. Right. And so, again, you need to also understand how you can also support yourself while supporting others. So this is a great document that will really give people empowerment around supporting and speaking to cancer yeah, patients. Yeah, and at the same time, when you address this in this downloadable resource, uh, we need to respect the patient's privacy. Uh, well, obviously. And again, sometimes I think we lose sight of that because we're in serve mode, yeah. that we then cross barriers and lines that we're, we're just we just drive very right. important to understand that we'll just blow through a stop sign and keep going and not realize that we really needed to stop and pause there and hit the brakes yeah so it's available right now for download ways to respond to cancer patients it's found at health hope and inspiration.com we'll get after our topic here today in just a moment but let me remind you that with hospitals in atlanta chicago philadelphia phoenix and tulsa Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments, in other words, are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America. You can also contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. 866-712-HOPE. H-O-P-E. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, let's talk about salt and light. And, of course, it comes from the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew, doesn't it? It does. So let's frame our discussion, as we always do, uh, with a spiritual nugget that will allow us to kind of delve and unpackage this a little bit. Read read it for us. Yes, sir. Matthew 5, verses 13 through 16 says this. "You You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. The scripture here is basically telling us that we are salt, that we are light, and we are the salt and the light of the world, and that we have a purpose, that we have a calling, and that God has given us the ability to affect people's lives for the better. But this is such a familiar passage. It I, is. I wonder if we just kind of gloss over it and not really think deeply about what it's teaching us. One of my spiritual mentors, Dr. John Cherry, has often, I've often heard him say this when he's preaching. He said, we need to read some scriptures again for the first time. Yes. You know, again, because we can kind of become just brain dead to certain yeah, things and, right. and read them by rote. And this is a good one to kind of, let's refresh this scripture and refresh the revelation of this scripture. And how does it apply to our lives in the context of the cancer? conversation. Yeah. Let's let it uh, sink in deeply here today. Yeah. First and foremost, we start out by talking about being salt, particularly, you know, during the holidays or going to restaurants or eating food. We think about salt in the context of flavor and we talk about preservation. So 
First and foremost, one of the principles that I think is important to extrapolate about the purpose of salt and how that applies to our life uh, in terms of ministry and service to others is that many foods that would otherwise spoil can be preserved with salt. We can, therefore, bring that same preserving quality to life, relationships, and hearts, but we need to get into people's lives to do it. Cancer patients and the cancer community needs individuals who are willing to engage with them on their terms. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it again. We don't need just people to randomly or recklessly engage with yes, them. Yes, we need to be winsome about that's it, a, don't we? That's yeah. right. And we need to use some wisdom so that we can engage. But we need, they need, they desire, and they want engagement on their terms because what we bring, according to the Word of God, is the ability to help preserve them uh, through difficult times and the difficult dynamics and the ebb and flow uh, of the process of being a cancer patient. We are salt, the Bible tells us. So we are a preservative, and, and, and that's a role that, you know, we're not making this up about ourselves. This no. is what God teaches us we are. Yeah, so this is not, you know, as my grandmother used to say, I'm not on my high horse. I'm not <laughs> bragging. You know, we, we need to embrace the the attributes of what the Word of God is saying to us because we are what God says we are. Yeah. He He's empowered us to do and be certain things. You know, one of the things, Wayne, when I first uh, embraced uh, my relationship with the Lord, 14 years old, I'll never forget it. Uh, you know, I just thought you just said I do, and then you go sit down and you just go to church and you just, <laughs> you know, you show up every week. But there is service. There is work. We have been uh, blessed and we have been redeemed so that we can then therefore translate and actuate the actions, the hand, the feet, and the essence and the Spirit of God to the world around us. And one of those attributes is being salt to help preserve All right. scenarios. Help me see what this looks like in, in terms of cancer care ministry. Absolutely. What does it mean to be a preservative? It's a great question. You know, uh, the, in many cases and scenarios, cancer patients are mentally, emotionally, uh, physically depleted, tired. Uh, emaciated, uh, where they have really been through the ringer. Yeah, they're just worn out. They're just they? flat out worn down. Well, they're, they're, they, they appear to simply be um, uh, not literally, but decomposing before you and shrinking before mm-hmm. you. We, with the Spirit of God in us and agents of the Spirit of God, can come along and infuse the the life of God back into that individual to help preserve them, to help nurture them along. Uh, give you a great example. Yeah, please. Uh, uh, it's one of the motivating factors of how uh, the Lord led me to start the Our Journey of Hope Cancer Care Leadership Training. We've talked about it before here, is that there was a lady who I was supporting at the bedside of our hospital many, many years ago, and she was mentally, emotionally, and physically just beat down. Spent, huh? She was. And, and we were having a conversation around some patients paperwork that she needed to sign. And and I had the uh, opportunity to have that discussion with her. And she could barely hold a pen in her hand and write Mm -hmm. her signature. And, uh, you know, we would pray and we would talk about the life of God, the hope of God, the potential of God. Again, never promising anything, but being salt, being there just to kind of apply that to her under her circumstances. 30 days later, she returned back to the hospital. I shall never forget it. I barely recognized this lady. She walked in under her own power. She looked like a very different individual. She appeared to have been reinvigorated and renewed. And and again, part of that certainly uh, was her clinical care and her treatment. 
I want to be very clear about but that. But it all is fitted and joined and works together. That's exactly it? right. Yeah. And as we talk about whole person care and integrative supportive services, it made a difference and it infused some energy and some life that helped to preserve her and renew her and maintain her while she was working through the rigors of her treatment That's and care. That's a great example. That's the example of what we bring to the table by being a preservative as a representative of God. But there's another aspect of salt, and that is that it, it adds flavor. Well, one thing for sure, I, I don't think any of us uh, can say that people of faith and God are boring. We're, we're flavorful. We've got some flavor to us. But in this particular case, you know, uh, seasoning and adding flavor, we know that salt is used to do that and to kind of spice up the taste of certain things. Uh, it changes the quality and taste of food just by coming in contact with it. And, uh, and so we can, by, by our presence and by the infusion of the Spirit of God that lives within us, that we have, you know, one could say we have the spice of life. That God uh, has put an energy in us. His spirit lives in us. Uh, We have the Holy Spirit dwelling and living inside of us. And when we come in contact with people, we can bring the the spice or the flavor of the spirit of God with us that potentially can change the dynamic and the and the taste of an environment and a scenario. Uh, I can tell you on many occasions, just having the ability to pray with cancer patients, how they've said, wow, that changed my day. Sure. It changed my attitude. It changed my outlook. And if it was only for five minutes, if it was only for that that particular time, we were able to apply that dynamic of flavor and enhance enhancing uh, the taste of the situation and scenario by being the very thing that God says that we are, and that's being salt. But at the same time, we know you can overdo it. You can put too much salt into the food. So you have to be sensitive. You can't just barge in uh, into a person's life. And, you, you know where I'm headed and with this. And this is the nuanced dynamic of ministry in general, but certainly with respect to cancer ministry. Uh, we have to be wise and harmless because you're exactly right. Um, a little seasoning goes a long way. It goes a long, long way. So I'm going to tell on myself right now. I'm going to tell a great story <laughs> okay. on, on Reverend McCray because I can't okay. get... I can't, oh, I like it when you do this. Yeah, because I can't get me in trouble. So uh, early on, early on, I'm at the bedside and, you know, I'm fresh out of Bible college and I've got my little my little Bible in my hand and man, I'm ready to preach. I'm just ready to preach. I want to preach so bad. And I'm at the bedside and I'm just preaching away at a pole patient and they're sitting there, they're tired, they're sleepy. Uh, you know, in some cases they're medicated and I'm giving them my best Moses, you know, how he crossed the Red Sea and how Pharaoh's army got drowned in the route in the Red Sea. And, you know, five minutes into my, 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 my thunderous, wonderful sermonic experience, the patient is sound asleep. And and the Lord spoke to me. He said, son, this is a very important lesson for you today. Uh, this patient doesn't need your long, loud, thunderous preaching. Uh, in some cases, that's not what they need, nor is that what they want. They may not even remember half of what you say, but the fact of the gentle touch of the hand. Beautiful. A yeah. quiet prayer. Just a little wiping the sweat off of their forehead, reminding them of the love of God. A little seasoning goes a long, long way. What a great story. Well, we can help you with this because we've put together this resource. Percy has ways to respond to cancer patients. You can download it right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. 
If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, we read uh, Matthew chapter 5. Uh, let's see, it was verses 13 through 16 a moment ago. It talks Correct. about salt, but it also talks about light. Yeah, very another very powerful analogy that we are associated with in God's Word. And, and two, again, expressions or dynamics of what light is and does that I think we should really uh, take very serious and, and begin to incorporate in our beings of ministry. Um, one of those dynamics, of course, is that uh, light is uh, the embodiment of hope. You know, uh, being in dark places, you know, uh, I use the analogy and I think about this. How many of us have ever been like in a dark room? Yes. A garage, a basement? Well, I was deep in a cave in Oregon one time a couple of years ago. I mean, it was pitch black. Yeah. And then someone lit a match. And it was amazing how much, how much suddenly there was light in yeah. there from a simple match. My wife and I were doing some underwater cave diving in Mexico. And, uh, you know, you have to go in through a small hole on one end and get into the center of it. And it has a a hole at the top. And then um, somehow the guys at the top covered up the hole. Oh, no. And it was pitch black (laughs) dark. And, I mean, you could not see anything. And then they moved away. And then when that light came through, it chased away the darkness. It always does, doesn't it? And it always will because uh, light will always overcome darkness at the end of the day. And that's really what we're uh, talking about and what the scriptures is trying to help us to embrace that light reveals truth. Uh, It helps us to see our pathway. Uh, And so we need to be reminded today that we are agents of hope. Uh, We are bringers of truth, and we can help people find their way. I'll tell you this, and I haven't said this in a long, long time. I remember my early days doing bedside chaplaincy. You know, I remember one of the physicians, this is is now 19 years ago, 18 years ago, one of the docs wanted me to go into the room and and give a patient some bad news. Mm -hmm. And I told the doc, I said, that's not my job. That's your job. You're the physician here. If Mm -hmm. there is something clinically that you think needs to be told to that patient— uh, you know, that's what you should go and do. My job is to come behind you and somehow provide them a way to be hopeful in the midst of the news that you provide. And I hope that people caught the difference, the subtle difference of that dynamic. Now, I want to be clear. I didn't go in and contradict what the doctor said. Of course not. But my role was to be light in the midst of darkness. Of darkness. Yeah. And that's the role of the believer, that we have that right we have that resource, and we have that ability to do just that in the midst of dark dynamics that we can be light in dark places. Of course, that light has to reside in us. Well, that well, you can't give what you don't have. You know, what you can't bring what what you do not possess. I tell people all the time, uh, you know, if that's not within your ability, you don't possess that, then you can't give it. So, 
we first need to have the light of God working, living, and abiding within us. But I can tell you this right now, Wayne, it's easy to know if there is light living and dwelling inside of people. I've learned this the hard way, and in some cases painfully. When light shows up, darkness will flee. Darkness cannot stand in the presence of light. It will make an entrance. <laughs> it's just what it does. And so I've learned not to try to be uh, all coy and shy, try and quietly enter into a room. When I walk in a room, there's some light coming with me. And darkness has to make a decision at that point. But that is how you can tell and know when light is within you. Darkness will leave and darkness must leave. Yeah. In our resource, which we're offering right now, uh, called Ways to Respond to Cancer Patients, you have a topic here, Show Your Strength. We could call that Show Your Light. Absolutely. Be be what it is that God has asked you to be. Now, not be rude or be obnoxious, but again, at the end of the day, it's interesting that the Bible says that the reputation of Jesus went before him. That everywhere that oh, he yeah. went, yes, yes, that the reputation of it went before him. He never had to go in anywhere to introduce himself. When he showed up, people knew who he was. Notice all of the conversation in the New Testament, uh, particularly with the Sadducees and the Pharisees. They always want to have this kind of uh, Q&A session with Jesus. Well, some people say you're this and some people say you're that. Who do you say that? And then Jesus said, well, who do you say that I am? It's like, I don't have to brag about who I am. The very essence of who I am will introduce me. Uh, it was interesting. Um, I was in a particular uh, home improvement store recently, uh, dressed very, you know, shorts and et cetera, and in the paint section and um, just asking some questions about some some things re- relative to paint. And the young lady that was at the counter, she she literally said this to me. She said, you're a pastor, aren't you? <laughs> I said, how do you know that? She said, I can just feel the light off of you. Ooh, I can just that see good? It. Yeah. Now again, that sounds it's nothing about you. Yeah, it sounds very braggadocious, and yeah. I've and I I've had that happen to me on any number of times. I would suggest, and I would say to anyone that if the true light of God is living in you, it'll be seen, felt, and heard, and you'll never ever have to introduce who you are. And Let you your are. light so shine before that, men that, that, that they'll see your Father. There, yeah, there it is. I I like that a lot. What if I don't feel qualified? What if I don't feel mm. like I I have anything to say? Well, again, I think that uh, having a a sense of uh, humanity is always something that we have to deal with that helps keep us grounded. It gives us a sense of humility. But then that simply needs to be counterbalanced with the fact that we are agents of change, that God has placed us in the earth to be such. As a matter of fact, the scripture says that we are living epistles that will be read and written of men. I love this scripture, that God has written on the hearts of the of, of his of his people letters. The, the word epistle is uh, old English word for letter mm-hmm. that God wants to send somewhere. God wants to God wants to put his signature on you, and then he wants to fold you up and put you in an envelope. <laughs> he wants to lick an envelope and lick a stamp and put on, and send you somewhere. Send you out into the world. And we need to embrace the fact that we are potentially always on assignment anytime and anywhere, and we simply embrace that and let God do his work through us. There's another scripture I'm thinking about here in this regard. It's 2 Corinthians 4, 7. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. It talks about clay pots, right? Yeah, it does. And when we look at that, you know, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We are not perfect. 
Uh, we are not all-knowing, and this is very important. We get confused when we start talking about the work of God or God working through us. God never asked for perfect people. He asked for available people. As a matter of fact, God wants to use our imperfection to work through us. Mm-hmm. So that's what this scripture is helping us to understand. But even still, God uses flawed, uneducated vessels to bring salt and light to those in need. Uh, He likes to use that because it glorifies him at the end of the day. Haven't you found it true that sometimes people surprise you, you know? In in our sinfulness, we look at someone and say, well, what can they possibly have for me? And yet God will use that person just to shine his light uh, through them to us. I think it's probably one of the biggest... uh, unfortunate misnomers in our current culture and day that we live in. People are so caught up in uh, what you wear, what you drive, where you live, what your educational background is, how much money you make. And at the end of the day, God is using ordinary people to do extraordinary things. It's like he says, watch this. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, it's the scripture says, can anything good come from Nazareth? (laughs) Yeah. His name was Jesus the Christ. Absolutely. I tell people all the time, can anything good come from the south side of Chicago? Yes. His name is Percy Wilson McRae Jr. (laughs) Welcome to my world. (laughs) We are salt and light. Well, let me uh, remind everyone, I think you mentioned this earlier, uh, just in passing about the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. And I I want to focus on this for a moment because this is designed to help equip and empower every church in the country to better meet this great need for churches and individuals in those churches to be salt and light. So if you are a pastor or a leader in your church, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. This is a big part of your life. Do you want to say a word about this? Absolutely, because it speaks to the very point that we're of what we've been talking about with today's show is that for many, they have not embraced the idea of forming a cancer care ministry or doing something structured within this, this context. And at the end of the day, God is calling us to be light to people with cancer, but we need to start and take a step. Uh, become members of the network, receive our free resources, our free monthly e-newsletter, and then somewhere along the lines, be willing to be trained and and become a part of one of our cancer care ministry training programs uh, free of charge that will allow you to go back and start a structured cancer care ministry inside of your local church. So we're calling all pastors, all spiritual leaders, all lay leaders that God wants to use any and all of you if you'll simply say, I'm available. Well, you can learn more right now by going to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page there and sign up for the Ministry Leaders Network. You will not regret getting the information and following up, especially if God is kind of nudging you right now to get involved. Yeah. So go online to healthhopeandinspiration.com. Now, on the resource we're offering at the same website, Ways to Respond to Cancer Patients, one of the things you talk about is how we need to give ourselves grace. That's the way we respond to people. T- tell me more about what you mean by that. How do we give ourselves grace? Well, the, what's the word grace? Well, how is it defined? What does it mean to a spiritually? Grace is the unmerited favor of God. Uh, let me give my very uh, down and dirty interpretation of that. Getting stuff that you don't deserve, God mm-hmm. gives to us. Yeah. Give yourself grace to understand that God didn't ask you to get a Ph.D. in cancer support <laughs> or understand medicine and science or become an oncologist to get involved in this conversation. Give yourself grace 
and let God work through you. I remember the day that I walked through the front door of Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And I said, I think I'm over my head here. Mm. And today I'm managing the entire spiritual program because of the grace yep. of God that's, that's right. within me. Paul said it this way. I am what I am by the grace of of God. Mm-hmm. And today understand that God's grace is sufficient to allow us to do any and all things that he has placed in our purview and in our reach. Give yourself grace today to be and to do all that God has called so you. So if he's encouraging us to be salt and light and yet we're just a little hesitant, we're a little fearful yep. about that. We're it's it's maybe it's an unknown thing to us. We've never done this before. Correct. Uh, give yourselves some grace and accept God's grace to to move into that situation. And understand at the end of the day, everything that we do and all that we should be doing is simply by the grace of God anyway. It, it really does. It's really not about how gifted and talented you think you are. It's really about the grace of God that rests upon your life for such a time as this and for such a moment as cancer care ministry. And you don't have to do everything at once. You can start with just doing the smallest of things, One right? step at a time, one movement at a time. There's a reason why God told Abraham, he said, listen, I need you to move away from this environment, and then I'll come and talk to you and tell you the rest of it later. Yeah. Just take a step and start moving in a direction, and <laughs> God will show up and give you the rest. Well, Percy, thanks for these thoughts. Any, any last word on being salt and light here? Well, most importantly, again, uh, make yourself available. Uh, in order to be salt, you got to be on the table. <laughs> in order to be light, you got to yeah. have a candlestick. Get out of the shaker. That's huh? <laughs> exactly right. Get out of the shaker. Be willing to be placed on something. In order to be light, put yourself somewhere. That's getting on a candlestick so that you can be seen and heard, not for your glory or for your benefit, but for the glory of God. And at the end of the day, he will surprise you and what he will do with you and through you for others as you make yourself available to be salt and light. Percy read it for us earlier. Why don't you turn to Matthew 5 and read those verses about being salt and light as uh, as a way of responding yourself to the program that you've heard here today. You are, hallelujah, the salt of the earth. Not that you're going to be, not that you're hoping to be. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are, hallelujah, the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And most importantly, that they will glorify your father which is in heaven. Amen. Take that to heart from God's word here today. And contact us. Do two things for me. Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. And if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast so you get it automatically. Uh, Maybe three things. Then review this podcast Mm. so others are informed about it. And then ask for the resource, Ways to Respond to Cancer Patients. Download it right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. How about three things there, I guess? Three things, my friend. All right. Percy, our time is gone, but thank you. God bless you. God bless you. I dare you to show up to be some salt and some light. Speaking of which, I got to go do some work. I got to go cut some wood. All right. That's Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And you've been listening to Help, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America.
If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with past pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.